You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. Yeah, my name is Wes. Uh, You may not have seen me around for a minute. I was in New Haven this summer. I was doing an internship. Like you said, I'm in seminary. I have one more year. Um, And this was a, a necessary step towards satisfying requirements, but also sensing out what exactly is it to be in this place as opposed to anywhere else. I learned a lot. We can talk about it. Um, But what we're talking about today um, is poo. We're going to talk about compost. Uh, Growth, yes, but decay especially. We're going to talk about the process of decay. Do we have any gardeners in the room? Who's a gardener? I don't care how micro a gardener like that one succulent in the bathroom is like okay yeah um even if you're not a gardener this is that's great welcome uh i think of the images of god that we get the gardener is it speaks a lot to me uh i really dig this one so i'm going to share some insights that i have from my experience but my part of this this talk will be pretty short i'm not going to talk for too long we're going to give extra time to talk back uh because there's a lot to share so Uh, Humus. Humus is an element of soil, healthy soil. Um, To grow anything, you need healthy soil. You need humus. That's a pretty basic fact. Uh, But I don't pay attention to it very much, and I literally never really thought about it until going to seminary, uh, which maybe isn't unusual. Maybe you feel the same way. Um, One of my professors in the first day of class, he said, you know, we're only really here because of a few inches of topsoil, some water, and sunlight. That's really it. Like, literally, without those three things, we don't live. We're not here. There's more to it, but without those three, we are not here. Uh, So the composition of soil is important. It is significant. It's full of meaning. It's not just, you know, necessary to our bodies. It doesn't have just some efficiency need and some utility to us, but it also is meaningful. Um, So we're going to dig into it, literally, dig in. Um, The whole life cycle matters, right? We're going to, there's the water cycle, there's forest fires, there's decomposition, but we're going to talk about soil today. Um, Maybe You've done this sermon before? I don't know. I feel like this probably comes up in circle a lot. No? 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 Well, let's look at the the first slide. This is from a guy named Sir Albert Howard who wrote um, an agricultural testament, which I highly recommend. It's really good. He says, Soil fertility is the condition which results from the operation of nature's round, from the orderly revolution of the wheel of life, from the adoption and faithful execution of the first principle of agriculture. There must always be a perfect balance between the processes of growth and the processes of decay. The consequences of this condition are a living soil, abundant crops of good quality, and livestock which possess the health, the bloom of health. The key to a fertile soil and a prosperous agriculture is humus. I really love that word. Uh, the bloom of health. How beautiful. I really like that. Um, humus. What is humus? Humus is made up of the decomposing organic matter Um, of plants and of animals, right? There's plants, wood, leaves, things like that that decay, but also poo, uh, shit. Uh, This is a shitty talk, you could say. Um, 
I'm talking about that stuff, that, that humus that, that breaks down and goes into the ground. Um, it's important for a lot of reasons, but one of them is that uh, in that interaction at the root level, roots don't have photosynthesis, right? Like that's one big way plants get energy. Without that, we don't live, right? Without photosynthesis, we just, there, there is no other food. Um, but after that photosynthesis, what also happens is that humus interacts with the root hairs. They have like all these little hairs, and at that point of interaction, minerals and nutrients are exchanged across that boundary, and it's humus that lets that happen. No other part of the soil, right? If it's just clay, it can't happen. There isn't enough air. Humus, humus allows that, and it's oxidation. It brings about that exchange of nutrients. It has to be there, okay? When, you, when we cultivate, when you say cultivate, what you mean is you're turning over the soil. You're giving oxygen down there so that that process can keep going. Um, there's another reason, and this one is more confusing to me. I'm not I don't understand exactly how this relationship between soil and roots works, but it's called the mycorrhizal relationship. Do any of you, have any of you heard of this? Do you know what this is? Um, yeah, so there's, there's like these two gears by which roots and soil come into intersection and, and support each other. Um, and one of them is just this, through the root hairs. One of them is through fungus, it's mycorrhizal fungus, and they actually permeate into the plant. Uh, there's actually like an in, interchange that happens um, and humus is necessary to that as well, because the reason we have humus is decomposition, which happens because of fungus, right? So this is what humus does. Without humus, you have basically clay, you basically have solid stuff. And when you've, if you've ever spent time in dirt, you know what humus is. I have a picture of it later coming up. But humus is how soil and plant come into gear. That's the word that Albert Howard uses. They come into gear, right? Like when you're shifting in a car, they come into gear. Um, that's about as elemental an exchange of life as there is. That's the basic unit. That's like one of the like, most micro points of connection. Um, I think there's a lot to think about that. I, I've wondered where that point is for me like in my life. Where is the most basic exchange? I mean, I think it's just one, literally when I eat food, um, to be honest, and the things that happen around a mealtime. And when I check back through my life and I look at the context in which my life has absorbed food and the people who I've been with, it does start to look like, yeah, these are the basic building blocks of my habits, of who I live with, of how I talk, of how I tell stories, of where I come from, where I give, where I take. Humus is Latin for soil, right? Uh, that's where we get the word human. If you know your genesis, you know that God makes people out of the dirt, out of humus. This is fundamental to us, right? That he takes this humus and he breathes into it. You get human, humus, human, same word. Um, humility, right? Humus is also about that, that submission down to the soil, that taking the posture, not of on high, but of, of the low. Um, humus, that's the word. My point is that as strange or unusual as this may sound to us, this is why we're here, right? And sometimes we forget it. Some of us probably work in humus all the time. Like if you're a gardener, you're thinking about it all the time. If you're, you know, my wife's a doula. She gave birth, helped a, a woman give birth yesterday. She deals with the, the humus or the, the foundation of life in a different way, right? That's another point at which life comes in. Um, she could give this sermon from a very different perspective. But as long as we're talking about soil and humus, I, w- I want to look at one of the parables that Jesus gives um, of this. This is from Matthew 13. Does someone want to read this? Read it loud. Read it proud. Go for it, whoever. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. 
Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. There's another half to the story. Could someone read this second part? Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble and persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of the wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, you've probably heard this before, too, right? I'm not, I'm not telling you anything new, I hope. I hope I'm not unveiling secrets that you've never heard before. We're revisiting things, things that we've done maybe once every year for the last 15 years, maybe multiple times, I don't know. Um, we're not doing anything new right now. But as Albert Howard would say, growth and decay are two halves of the same circle. Right? They are inextricable. You do not get one without the other. When you get one without the other, that's when you get problems. I don't mean just decay without growth. I mean growth without decay. Right? When, you don't, when you only get one, and you, then you run into problems. Then you're out of balance. Um, not to belabor the point, but what this means is one thing has to happen for the other thing to happen. You have to have growth for there to be decay. You have to have decay for there to be growth. Think about that, right? You don't get to just grow without decay. There is no magical ascending Albert Smith or what's his name? Adam Smith, Adam Smith curve. Albert Howard, Adam Smith. That, that, that's not how the earth works. There's no magic growth without decay. And thankfully, decay does not mean the end. Right? So in this story, the, the parable, I always thought of, uh, maybe you've done this too, I always thought there was like one winner and three losers, right? The healthy soil's the winner, the other three are losers. Um, but if we listen to Sir Albert Howard, we consider the wisdom of the soil, this growth and decay. I'm not sure that everyone here is either a winner or a loser. We might be looking at different stages, different points at which the farmer is working, right? Because, yeah. When I was growing up, I thought that to be healthy soil meant, uh, or to make healthy soil before I was like working on a farm, I thought you'd just go to Home Depot and buy fertilizer, like throw it on the soil, and there you go, healthy soil. 
which to be fair is kind of how I thought church worked too. You just go to church, listen to teaching that someone else has worked out in like the dark recesses of their soul staring into the abyss. And then I wouldn't need to do that, right? I would just magically get their insights for myself, right? Soil in my soul kind of felt very similar in that way. Um, as I've gotten older, I don't think that's really how it works. I think uh, the opportunity to share with you some things I've experienced maybe will make a difference to you, but you're going to have to encounter this for yourself, and then you're going to have to tell me where I get it wrong and what I, what I, where I should go to, right? That's why we have this talk back coming up. All of these stages of soil are, if you think about it, in some stage of decomposition or growth, including the healthy soil. None of them can stay at whatever level they're at right now forever, inevitably. This is according to basic agricultural patterns, right? The best case scenario for that healthy soil is that it will produce at a very high level for multiple years. And then what happens? It needs to rest. You let the land lie fallow. That's the best case scenario, right? If you ignore the cycle of growth and death, you can just run the land ragged and then sell it for profit and let someone clean up your mess, right? But the best case scenario for that last one, the one that produces this massive growth, is that it then has to be given rest to decay. It's the best case scenario. And for the others, to be honest, to jump the metaphor already, like I feel like that uh, rocky ground a lot of the time, or that path a lot of the time. I thank you for taking care of me when I've been seated on that path, and you guys have kept the birds away. You've helped me understand some things that if I were on my own, I would not, would not stick. You know? And I've felt sometimes, as, these, as I've heard things here, as I've encountered pieces of this community, the rock in my life starts breaking up. Right? This is one thing that happens with rocky, rocky soil. As over the years, over the accumulated generations of growth, the rock starts to break up. The soil does get more fertile. That humus that comes from the small growth that comes up, even if it's little, it starts to bring nutrients into the soil, which then in the future brings further growth, right? And, of course, I've, I've dealt with thorns. I think you've dealt with thorns, too. I think one reason that we're, we're so thankful for Joshua is that he's been so diligent for so many of us to rip out the weeds in our lives, right, to take care of us when maybe we can't pull them out for ourselves. We can't distinguish which is the healthy growth and which is the weed. That's what good pastoring does, right? Someone helps you do that. It's a good therapist does. A lot, a lot of ways in which we can get this in our lives. Um, but I'm not sure there's one, one winner in this. I, again, I think all of these are connected. I think all of this is, like, bound together. As uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm says in Jurassic Park, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I think we also know what it feels like to be that rocky, that, that healthy soil sometimes, right? Maybe we can... Maybe you, you wrote it down, right? Maybe you remember moments, oh, man, 2010, I was clicking. Like, things were rolling, right? Maybe it was only 2010, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's been a stretch of a while, and you're, you're, you're coming into that period of rest, that period of letting the land lie fallow. I don't know. But that, that Home Depot problem is interesting, right? The idea of, like, buying fertilizer from somewhere else and throwing it on your soil without going through the decay thing. That's really tempting, right? Because Home Depot's there. You can go. Someone is willing to pipe in a sermon into your podcast or whatever, or set you up in some system where you don't have to deal with the nastiness of these first three, the misery of that. It's like, it's actually painful. It's not cute. Um, 
So I'm, I'm in seminary and I work at a farm, as I was saying. That's, that's why I'm, I've been thinking about this. Uh, it wasn't something I went to the seminary expecting. It was something that I bumped into. I stumbled into it. People who were doing work with the farm at the seminary, uh, their stories were really interesting to me and really compelling. And we're, we're making it through to something that I could actually understand. Like, this actually makes more sense than a lot of those big thinkers that I'm reading or the, the other ways of understanding what Jesus does. Um, so I went to the farm. It's called the farminary uh, because it's farm and seminary, farminary. So we, like, show up earlier in the day around 2 and we work together um, in the gardens. It's a lot of weeding and compost. That's basically 80% of the works, just weeding and compost. And then we have dinner together. And then after dinner, we sit down and talk about the material for the class. It's been a real gift to be able to be a part of this. It's a really great way to learn. Um, but the first day, the, uh, the, the professor, he's, he's uh, Mennonite, uh, he takes us out to the compost pile, whole class, 20 students. And we walk up to the compost pile, hose, pitchforks, all that, gloves. And he says, all right, I want you to take off your gloves and I want you to stick your hand into the compost. And a few of us did it, you know. If you've been around compost, you know, it's actually like, kind of, it's not the worst. Like, it's not like just straight up sewage. It's, it's compost. It's, this humus is different, you know. Um, and so we do, and it's warm, right? There are bugs, there are apple cores, there's old asparagus, right? Your coffee grounds, you're like digging through, realizing how much is going on in here. You know, it smells funky, but some of it doesn't smell as funky. Like, coffee grounds typically smell fine. Um, and other people don't want to get involved, right? They don't go up to the compost. They don't dig in. And I expected Nate to be, like, fairly accommodating to them, let them, like, not put their hands in the compost. He says, guys, this is for a grade. <laughs> you need to put your hands in the compost. If you don't put your hands in the compost, I don't know why you're in seminary. Because if you work in the church, you're working in the mess of compost. That, that is what churches are. I don't know why you think you can get away with being a pastor without doing this. Um, which is really great lesson. I was, like, very impressed. It's like, this is this is a really nice way to connect the dots until you've actually experienced it, right? And I think that's, that's part of why I've, I struggle to tell this story now is that we're bumping into this for real for some of us, right? It's not just an idea. Uh, like Joshua's sitting here right now. We're all Frankfurt Ave right here right now. But this is the last week, right? Next week it will be very different. Um, there's some decay there, right? There's something that's about to turn. I think it's worth pointing out, when you're handling compost, it's not a sign of, of disease, actually. It's not a sign of um, unhealth. It's a sign of wholeness, actually. It's, if you can't do it, if you can't tend to the health of the whole garden, that is a sign of unhealth. Dealing with the death that comes with compost is, is wholeness. It is shalom. It is good to deal with the things that are going to compost. Um, and if you don't deal with compost, if you don't turn it, if you don't flip it over, aerate it, you know, it, 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 get, it doesn't actually do its job. It needs that air. It needs that tending to, to keep composting. One thing we say at the farm is that the, the compost pile is the most holy site of the whole place, right? Because that's where resurrection actually happens. You know, like we, we talk about resurrection in metaphors a lot of the time, but it, it like actually happens in the compost pile. Like literally, there's no metaphor. Like it actually is resurrection. It's that dead things are becoming life. There's like a few other points where I see something like that. I try to collect like literal examples of resurrection. One is like fried rice. 
in Chinese food. Like, when you take old rice and then you cook fried it, it's actually better the next day. Uh, like, it has to be old rice. If you do it with fresh rice, it's not as good. It has to be old rice. Or brisket, right, American brisket and barbecue. When you take a, this cut of meat that no one really knows how to use and then you, like, make it better than any other cut of meat. I don't know. So talk, talk to me if you have other examples of this. But compost is what we're doing today. We'll do barbecue some other week. Uh, but compost is a literal moment of resurrection, literally, like, scientifically. It's, it's why we're here. Without compost, without that turning of death into life, we don't exist. Without that turning of death into life, this community doesn't last 15 years. Without that turning of death into life, we know what that looks like, right? If you live farther that way, right? We know the difference between a compost pile and a garbage heap, right? Between a garden and sheol you know your Bible, between life that has its healthy rhythm of going through its cycle and life when it doesn't. So we've written these things down. Um, I've belabored the point at this point, I think. I think it's time to do some uh, talk back. But we have a bucket of compost here. There's a lot of sawdust in here. We have a shovel. Um, We're going to take these things and we're going to compost them. Jess was kind enough to give us this bucket. We're going to take these bits of paper that you've written we're going to put it in this bucket, and we're going to give it to Jess and Heartland Garden. And maybe if you eat the food from Heartland, literally maybe some of these hopes and dreams, some of these gratitudes will become part of your body. Right? You might, you might go into the seeds, into the stem, into the fruit. You might, you might end up eating some of these. I think that's cool. Right? We're participating in that mycorrhizal reaction, the humus. This, this will become the humus from which we, our kids, are made of. I think that's cool. Just to remind you, remind us that death is unavoidable. Right? It is, in fact, not even the worst. Death without that tending to life is the worst. But the death that comes in that cycle is actually, that is a mark of wholeness. That is a mark of God's attention to us um, and our attention to each other. I think it's good. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.